0: Hello and welcome to Moving Markets by Julius Baer, a podcast series where our experts discuss the latest market developments and put the headlines in perspective to set you up for the coming day. Please listen to the important legal information at the end of this podcast.
1: Hello and welcome to today's episode of the Moving Markets podcast. My name is Lucia Ciaculovic. I am an investment writer at Julius Baer in Zurich, and I'm happy to be joined today by Helen Freer from Investment Writing with the Markets Wrap Up and Dario Messi from Fixed Income Research on the FOMC meeting. So let's get started. Helen, could you please give us an overview of what has happened in the markets?
2: Yes, of course. Good morning, Lucia, and good morning to everybody listening. All the major US markets fell yesterday, the Dow Jones lost 0.7%, the Nasdaq was the biggest loser with the Nasdaq Composite falling by 1.9% and the S&P 500 ended the day down 1.2%. Within the S&P, just three sectors posted a positive return over the day and they were utilities, healthcare and real estate, while the biggest underperforming sector was consumer discretionary, followed by telecommunications and then technology. Perhaps things could have been worse, though, because there was some positive news when the earnings came out from Alphabet, Microsoft and Texas Instruments. These companies all posted double digit quarterly revenue growth and also expressed their optimism regarding the next few months. The shares of all three companies rallied in late trading. In Europe, the FTSE 100 ended the day flat, but all other indices closed in the red. The Eurostox 50 lost 0.8%. In Treasury markets, U.S. 2 and 10-year yields rose in Tuesday's U.S. trading session and in overnight trading, the two-year yield has fallen by one basis point to 3.04%, while the 10-year yield is little changed at 2.8%. The oil price was steady as an industry report suggested a considerable fall in U.S. crude inventories. And Australia's CPI for the second quarter came in lower than expected, and this led to investors abandoning their bets for the Reserve Bank of Australia to raise rates by 75 basis points at its next policy meeting, which is next week. The Australian dollar has declined relative to its major peers on the back of this. The Federal Reserve is in focus today as the FOMC meeting concludes, and we will hear what the central bank decides with regards to the next interest rate hike. The broad expectation is for another 75 basis point hike. So if the Fed does deviate from this at all, the markets are likely to react. As well as the interest rate decision, investors will be keenly awaiting signals on the central bank's current views and intentions regarding the high inflation and the rising recession risk. And President Joe Biden will reportedly be speaking to the Chinese leader Xi Jinping tomorrow with fresh tensions arising over Taiwan. This will be the first time the two presidents will speak since March. In corporate news, Credit Suisse has reported a larger than expected loss of 1.59 billion Swiss francs in the second quarter. The company also named Ulrich Körner as the new CEO. He will replace Thomas Gottstein on the 1st of August. And Unicredit has posted second quarter profit that was double the estimated figure, and it also raised its full-year target, expecting to benefit from rising interest rates in Europe. This week marks the busiest in the earnings season, so there are a whole host of companies reporting today, including Airbus, Carrefour, Holcim, and B18. In terms of economic data, the German consumer confidence figure came out this morning at minus 30.6, which was slightly worse than estimated. And consumer confidence and economic sentiment data for Italy is due out later on this morning. And stocks in Asia are mixed so far today. When I looked a few minutes ago, the Nikkei was up by 0.3%, but the Hang Seng had lost 1.3% and the CSI 300 was down 0.5%. And futures in the U.S. are up this morning, lifted by some resilient earnings in the U.S. And European futures were also in the green a few moments ago. That concludes my part for today. I wish you all a great day and hand back to you, Lucia. Thank you very much, Helen. Now, Dario, over
1: to you. What do we expect from this week's FOMC meeting?
3: Thank you, Lucia, and good morning to all of you. Yeah, Helen um, mentioned it. You also said it today is Fed Day. Uh, FOMC members are gathering these days um, to really decide on the next step, on how they want to proceed in their fight against inflation. Uh, we expect uh, also this 75 basis points increase today. So from the current range of 1.5 to 1.75 uh, to this two and a quarter to two and a half percent. Um, as Helen also said before, this is what more or less market and also other market observers uh, expect for today. I mean, there was once the idea of 100 basis points, was rather short-lived, uh, but the discussion will probably still remain given this higher than expected inflation, we got back uh, for for June. Um, But still, I mean, 75 basis points, this is a big hike. Uh, In fact, we we only had five times such a hike since 1980. So that's also why we decided to take it as as the number of the week um, for this week. At the same time, we see how. Some important inflation drivers, like uh, also the U.S. gasoline prices, have declined in July. So this will reduce somewhat the pressure on the Fed to really de- deliver a hawkish surprise. And uh, even more importantly, there are very valid signs now that inflation expectations have peaked at least. So from a household perspective, we know that the University of Michigan Consumer Survey. And we learned uh, last time; you might remember how Powell gives quite a prominent role to the survey, and we see how consumers expect less inflation over longer term now. And that's really a reassuring for the Fed because yes, the Fed acts on actual inflation prints at the moment, but what Powell and his team really worry are inflation expectations and, and the de-anchoring there because ultimately credibility and anchored inflation expectation That's all a central bank got and needs to really defend. Um, Also looking at the bond market and the treasury inflation protected treasury market, where even inflation rates, so basically inflation expectations priced in the markets came also down considerably. Uh, We shouldn't wonder too much about this fact. We see how supply bottlenecks are easing. And at the same time, also how economic activity is slowing. So the set of PMIs, um, you might have saw it, uh, we got last week, really confirmed such a slowing. So basically supply and demand dynamics call also for a lower price pressure going forward. We expect, uh, therefore, also going forward, the discussion of the trade-off between inflation and growth to increase in the FMC. And uh, the focus will will slowly but surely shift from this inflation-fighting-only mode to a more balanced approach. So a more flexible and data-dependent fact. From a fixed-income strategy perspective, we don't see any reason to change uh, our course in such such an environment. Defaults uh, will pick up, yes, but reasonable corporate credit exposure remains our favorite at this point. That's it from my side. Back to you, Lucia.
1: Thank you, Dario. And with that, we conclude today's episode of the Moving Markets podcast. Thank you very much to our speakers and thank you all for tuning in. We do hope that you'll join us again
0: soon. Goodbye for now. You have been listening to Moving Markets by Julius Baer. If you like what you've heard, subscribe to our show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Or wherever you listen. To learn more about Julius Bear, our people, or our latest thinking, visit us at www.juliusbear.com. This is a podcast disclaimer. The information and opinions expressed in this podcast constitute marketing material and are not the result of independent financial or investment research. The podcast content is intended for information purposes only and does not constitute an offer a recommendation, or an invitation by or on behalf of Julius Bear to buy or sell any securities, security-based derivatives, or other products, or to participate in any particular trading strategy in any jurisdiction. Julius Baer does not accept any liability for any loss arising from the use of the podcast content. Please refer to www.juliusbaer.com forward slash legal forward slash podcasts for further other important legal information.